Welcome to the Profitable Web Designer Podcast, where we're all about helping extraordinary web designers like you to stop undercharging, over-delivering, and overworking, and finally create the profitable, sustainable, and scalable web design business you've been dreaming of. I'm your host, Shannon Mattern, founder of the Web Designer Academy, where we teach the business side of running a web design business. So if you want to make a consistent full-time income as a web designer, but you're struggling with things like pricing and boundaries and mindset and marketing, and you're just tired of going it alone, well, my friend, you're in the right place. Welcome back to The Profitable Web Designer. And today I have the pleasure of getting to talk to Dan B. Shin, who is a web designer and global inclusion specialist who creates inclusive websites for online coaches. She grew her own web design business to six figures and also mentors other web designers to show up as their full self and build successful web design businesses their way. So Dan B and I have chatted on other podcasts and in other trainings, and it's been you know several months since we last got to talk. So I'm so excited to have you here and to have this conversation with you today. So thank you so much for being here, Dan B. Thank you for inviting me back. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to, you know, I kind of know your backstory because we know each other, but I'd love to take our listeners. Back to the beginning, how did you get your start as a web designer? I started my career in the corporate world, working for large multinational conglomerates and also some startups, some techie startups. And what I learned in that process was that I needed to do my own thing. I was really tired um, at the end of it working for other people, not being able to express myself fully, not being able to, you know, be true to all the aspects of who I was. And even though some of the places that I worked at were great, I had a lot of fun, learned a lot. I was in all sorts of industries from airport operations to construction to tech and advertising. So I learned a lot, but after about 10 years, I was like, I'm not finding what I'm looking for. And that's when I decided to start my own business. And as you know, I tried a whole lot of different side hustles before (laughs) I landed on web design. But when push came to shove, and I decided that, okay, like no more experimenting, no more like waiting around for my ducks to line up. I need to start making money right now with my side hustle. Web design just made so much sense. And I know that this is also what you teach, not just on your podcast, but inside your Web Design Academy. You know, you just have to go out and sell the thing that you know you can do right now. And for me, that was web design as it is for a lot of people out there. And that's how I became a web designer. And that was... Literally, just as COVID started, where I was living then in Singapore. So it's been quite a ride, but somehow it's 2022. (laughs) And yeah, the business is working. That's amazing. Like, time is weird. (laughs) And to think that it was like right when COVID started that you decided to like go all in 
on this thing that I love how you said that, that you were looking for something that was going to like let you be yourself and have the lifestyle that you wanted. And all of your exploration like led you to this and you're doing it and it's working and you've been helping other people do it too, which is, it's just a beautiful thing. So what were some of your early challenges? Like when you decided, okay, this is the thing. What were some of your early challenges in getting it off the ground? Overcomplicating everything. Um, <laughs> Guilty. Uh, the thing that I, <laughs> I think I brought a lot to my business having all of this work experience and life experience. But also I brought a lot of baggage. And a lot of part of that baggage was as someone who had, you know, very proudly said they had had a successful career, like every achievement needed so much hard work. It took so much, you know, of the grind, so much of the paying your dues. And I approached my business that way as well. I had to figure out everything on my own. I had to try everything. I sometimes laugh when you use the expression like you had to touch the stove. I've heard you (laughs) say that. I'm like, I had to go touch the stove myself just to make sure that it was hot. (laughs) (laughs) I would say that was the hardest thing. And finding ways to let it be fun, to let it be easy. And, you know, just recognize that there are certain ways that you can build a business that's worked for a lot of people out there that is, you know, also going to apply to me in many ways. That was the hardest thing. And honestly, that's that's the biggest part of the work I do with my customers who take my web courses for web designers and also my mentorship clients. Like that's so much of the work, just letting it be easy. I'm curious, like, what are some ways that you like were overcomplicating things and then change them to be easier? Thinking, oh, every client is so special and they are, but recognizing I I didn't recognize in the beginning that you could have a set process that you could follow with every single client. I felt like every client was so different. I had to, you know, I couldn't just like take them through a process that I had created for myself, which is what I do now. (laughs) (laughs) I had to go and figure it out from scratch every single time because it was a brand new project with a brand new client. And it's the same thing with building. So that's like on a specific like project level, but also, you know, in the high level picture of building a business, you know, there are some steps you can follow to build a business. And what I'm talking about to give you specific examples is you want to go out and experiment working with a few clients doing some market research and then figuring out what you want to sell before you go out and like build your email list, for example, or go out and create a digital product or go viral on Instagram or TikTok, I hear is what it is. Where is that? (laughs) These days, I'm not there. But there is a roadmap and it's okay to follow that roadmap that other people have like created the path and you don't have to follow every step of it. But like a lot of people have done the work and you can just let it be easy by learning from other people's experiences. Yes. 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 I could not agree with that more. And I think that just even marketing is something that like we tend to overcomplicate 
as business owners, it's like you don't have to like create content marketing plan. You can literally just email people you know and let like let them know what you're doing and and ask them if they, you know, if they're interested or if they know other people. And that it's interesting though, like when I think about that. I say that as if it's easy, but it's not that. <laughs> that is not as easy for people as like writing 10 blog posts, right? Because right. there's the potential for rejection and all the fear and all of those things involved. And so, yeah, easy is a relative term, I guess, just depending on on how you approach it. But yes, there are people like you and me and so many of the other people in the web design mentor space who who have done the thing and who want to help people overcome the things and not have to touch the stove when it's so hot. <laughs> Maybe it's just a little yeah. hot because I think I think we're all by nature, yeah. we're problem solvers. Web designers are like, we're going to blaze our own trail anyway <laughs> and touch some stoves along true. the way. But it can be. I love that. That's beautiful that you can just let it be easy. And to your point easy is a funny word, right? Like emailing someone you know, and asking for help getting a new client is literally one of the easiest ways to get a new client. It's so much easier than spending a whole year writing blog posts that gets in front of like, you know, very few of the right people and gets you no clients. But like in the moment, it feels like the blog writing thing is the easier thing to do. And letting it be easy is such an ironic thing to say because (laughs) it's really hard. Sometimes we have to get out of our own way and work. It's like the things that would hold us back from sending like a simple email. Like I would say that that's a simple Mm -hmm. tactic. It might not be easy in the moment. But the things that will will hold us back from sending that will also be the same thing that holds us back from telling a client like, I'd love to do that for you and here's how much that will cost. Or Mm -hmm. it'll be the same thing that will hold you back from raising your prices. Like That's that core stuff that a mentor can really help you work through so that the simple things can become easy and then everything just gets easier overall. Yeah. And those are really stressful things to do, right? Like Mm -hmm. those things that help you grow your business. And I realized that that's where people trip up with web design businesses. Like we become, we, the royal, we we become (laughs) web designers because web design is so much fun. Like tinkering with websites is so much fun. And I think what's really unfortunate is we decide, okay, this is the business we're going to build because we love this work. It seems like a smart idea and generally it is. But then when we overcomplicate the business stuff, like everything feels so stressful and it really sucks that the business that you... I'll speak for myself. I left my job that where I felt like I couldn't be myself and started this business to do the work that I love doing, to work with people who felt like my friends, who become like my friends. And then to find that my business was something that was so stressful for me, where I just wasn't, you know, happy to work in. That was really hard. And that's why I feel so strongly about making the business stuff easier and more fun so that we can go back and focus on the actual design work that 
you know, we wanted to do more of and have fun in. And that's only possible when we let the processes and the client experience and the client management side of things be simpler. Ah, yes. So you found yourself in a place where it sounds like things were stressful and you weren't, it was like, oh, I left this for this reason and it's not what I want it to be yet. How did you pivot from there? You know, what happened was because I was so unhappy in my day job that I left, I think I just wanted to cut all of my ties with like my past self. And I think I finally got to the place where I was like, okay, no, like I learned a lot. Like I grew, I was like, those were my 20s that I spent working in the corporate world. I grew a lot in that time. Let's look at what I'm bringing to my business. And a big part of that was project management. I'd, across all the different industries, whether it was at the airport, I used to work at the Hong Kong International Airport, and it has one of the biggest like traffic numbers in the world. Whether it was working in construction, managing you know, multi-million dollar projects that ran for like five, six years, that took a lot of project management. <laughs> whether that was setting up advertising campaigns and working across different businesses so that we all know how on like internet online advertising works now. You know, there are a lot of moving parts with people who want to advertise, like small businesses, but also big businesses, and making sure that tech works with the websites that show those ads. And a lot of that was processes, right? Just having really reliable processes that you can repeat with every project because based on the experience of individuals and also organizations, there is a certain way to do things. And one of my least favorite things from these old timey businesses is we do it this way because it's always been done this way. And that's a really, really awful reason to do anything. But there is one time like, I feel like that makes sense is when like, it's based on experience and it's it's tested and it's tried and there's a reason we do it this way. And it doesn't mean we never question why we do it that way, but there's a reason we do it this way. <laughs> so I went back to my project management roots and looked at, okay, so when I you know, meet a new client, what are the things that make sense for me to do to get them on a sales call? When I'm on a sales call, what are the things that make sense for me to say and ask and get into place before we decide to move forward? Once you know they say yes, let's look at the contract and the invoice. When are they going to pay? When do we start? What goes into a kickoff call? What happens? Like, how do I present a project brief before we start to discuss the scope and the objectives, and so on and so forth? Right? Like throughout the entire project process. And I was like, oh, I can put this all on paper, and then I can just do it the same way every time with every client. And that's when, honestly, things started getting more fun because I knew what to do at every stage. It took away so much of the stress. And if it took away stress for you, imagine like how much relief your client also feels knowing like, this is handled. I don't have to think about this. Like Danby's got it. She's just going to lead me through this whole process. I'm going to be so taken care of. This thing that is like, I'm investing in this. This is really important to my business. It's going to help me create the life and impact I want to create by having this tool that Danby's like creating for me. They've got a lot at stake too. And that process 
must make them feel so cared for. And so just like I made the right choice. Mm -hmm. And it makes it easy for them too. Right. I mean, it's good for the designer, but it's also so great for the client. So it reminds me of this story that I heard from one of my customers who took the course that I designed to tell people about this process. (laughs) It's called Fast Track to More Clients. And they came back and they said, you know, I used to show my work in progress at the wrong times to my clients. And that made them feel really uneasy because they didn't know that I had things under control. But then when I implemented this process, I started showing them work in progress at the right times. And it made them so happy, made them feel really careful, which is exactly what you said, Shannon. And she says, there was this really like happy tone to the entire project throughout, you know, the months that we tend to work with our clients for. And she said, it's not something that's really measurable, but something that was very obvious in all of their interactions. And man, like work is so much more fun when you're working with someone who wants to be there with you. And yeah, obviously they trusted her so much more. And that's what I love. Like, yes, let's focus on the marketing stuff that brings us more clients. But when you create experiences like these and the clients are so happy to just like be there (laughs) to invest with you, to work with you, like they're going to send you more people your way. Yeah. And imagine that the high note that that client left your client's project on, that they feel so good about what happened, that they now have momentum to go do the thing that that they hired you to build the website for in the first place. Instead of getting to the end of this project. Right. Because we forget the websites are just like... (laughs) Yeah. Websites are just part of their business thing. Like there's a whole business behind it. Yeah. There's a whole business. They have a mission. They have an impact that they want to make. They have goals. And instead of getting to the end of this project and they're exhausted or just overwhelmed or whatever, and they feel like they're going to go on to do the thing. And yeah, they're going to send us more clients. And that's great. We want that too. But like, it gets to be like a ripple effect of just momentum when you have that system in place. That's beautiful. Like We think, oh, we need processes to make it easier for us. But processes have such a bigger impact than just that. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about like processes and making things easy and simplification and pricing. (laughs) So did you ever experience or have your students ever experienced like it's so easy and fun. I can't charge that much money for it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's like, Oh, it's going to take me no time. That feels weird. Oh yeah. Like all the time, all the time. (laughs) So how do you talk about like the juxtaposition? I guess it feels like that to me. It doesn't feel like that anymore, but it Mm. used to like the juxtaposition of ease and how much it costs. I think about the value to the client, right? I think about, like you just said, Shannon, the website is just part of their business. They've got a business to run and this website is going to help them do that. So I try to frame it in that way to look at it from the client's perspective. And 
part of, I think also it's easy to forget that people are looking for web designers because they don't want to do the web design thing. They, websites are complex things when you've been just tinkering with websites for ages because it's so much fun for you it's hard to remember that <laughs> they're not fun for other people some people do not want to touch websites <laughs> and that also needs to be taken into account you're doing you're providing someone like i'm gonna call it a service because that's what it is but it's like so much more you're yes. you're really stepping in into that position as a business partner. I try to always help my customers, my clients kind of step into that role as a trusted advisor and a strategic partner for their clients. Because you're not just making a website, you're taking the time to get to know the client's business, where they're going, to what their vision and what their goals are. You're piecing that together with Okay, how is a website going to help them do that? And the processes we just talked about, right? And then you're leading them through this amazingly crafted and tested and streamlined process to make things easy for your clients. Like that's what you're charging for. And plus all the business results that your website will help them achieve down the line. I mean, that's worth a lot of money. I love that. And it's like, it's not just, oh, I bought you know, five pages and some branding and some Oh my goodness. Don't talk to me about five page websites. Right? I don't Uh, care how many pages are on your website. I'm so glad that that like gets under your skin as well. Like five pages, 10 pages, 20 pages. Like it's your intellectual property. It's so many things. And tell me more about why your reaction to five pages Mm. was... Yeah. <laughs> okay. A part of that is my own personal baggage <laughs> because, <laughs> you know, when I started my own business, obviously I did what every other web designer does. Now I know. And it's to snoop on other people's packages, right? Like, what are people charging? What are people including? And so that's where I started with my packages. I was like, oh, I guess people are charging based on how many pages, etc. And, you know, like, in the back of my mind, it didn't feel right. I'm like, who cares? I'm trying really hard not to swear. <laughs> like, who cares how many pages there are in a website? But I was like, oh, I guess this is the perfect example of like, you don't always have to do what other people do. <laughs> and that didn't feel right for me, but I did it. I, that's how I presented my packages as well, because like, there must be a reason people are doing it this way. Yeah, this is so. My like little tip here is if something doesn't feel right and you don't understand why people are doing it that way, go find out. Go ask someone why things are done that way and then make your own decision. But I didn't. And it took a long time for me to figure, you know, together with the rest of the other things where I really had to look at decisions I was making and whether that felt like a decision that I would truly make on my own. I'm trying to think of examples, but this is certainly one of those, you know, like, why, why am I presenting packages this way just because I've just seen other people on the surface do it that way? I don't know if that was working for them. Maybe it was working for them, but it didn't work for me. And as also, like, as I started thinking about websites this way, you know, as marketing tools that help my clients, I just realized that 
doesn't matter how many pages, you know, it doesn't. And I want to be able to provide packages based on outcomes, outcomes where I can say, okay, we're going to talk about your strategy and I'm going to build a website that matches that strategy. Not like, okay, maybe this package is right for you because it has like five pages. But then, uh, you know, the website that I think you need actually needs like seven pages. Or what do I do? Like if it just needs three pages, <laughs> I felt like the number of pages became so irrelevant when I started thinking about what my clients needed, what a website really means for a client's business. Yeah. And I also want my packages to be flexible enough and also charge enough to be flexible enough. So that when, a, when I realized a client needs something a little more than I had originally anticipated, I can just be like, oh, yeah. I will do that. I will do that because that's what's going to help you with your business. And I am happy to do this. I don't have to think this. Like, I don't have to give it a second thought because you're paying me a lot to do this. Like, I want to give you everything I can. Yeah. That's where, like, process, it comes back to process. It sounds like the process that you have needs to have the freedom and flexibility within the process for you to, like, be able to adapt with a client. And this kind of is a perfect segue to talking about like, you've mentioned throughout this interview, like, you weren't really able to be yourself at your day job. And now you're building this business and you're, you're finding your way and you're finding your way of like, oh, but that doesn't fit with me. That doesn't align with me. Mm. Like, I want to do things in a way that aligns with me. And then just talking about like your focus on building inclusive websites for your clients and you're an advocate for like global inclusivity and you you've done trainings and different things can you share like more about where that came into your business journey and how that like shows up in all the things that you do now yeah uh, thank you for asking this question <sighs> when i was in the thick of building my business you know, I was out there learning all the things, taking all the courses, attending all the all the trainings. And at one point, I just realized, after a series of really unpleasant experiences, that I was just learning from a lot of very white, very homogenous, US-based business owners. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong <laughs> with, with being a part of that group. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. But I was just learning from a very homogenous group of people. And I just realized that the online business world, just like, you know, the rest of our world, really centered those voices. And what it meant for me was, I wasn't considered a very important part of those businesses. So I just realized that I was hiding a lot of who I was. Because I wanted to be able to fit into these spaces that were created by white business owners for very North American audiences. You know, like I can do a really good job. I've spent all of my life fitting into these spaces and I was doing the same thing in my own business. And as soon as I realized that, that felt really off because, you know, when people thought that I was US based because I was up at a random time of the night for me to attend these things. I didn't correct them when they assumed that I was American. Like I didn't see a need to necessarily step in and be like, oh, actually, I'm 
Korean and I've never lived in the US because that wasn't going to do me any favors with my business, right? (laughs) A lot of my clients, I'm sure this is part of my privilege. A lot of my clients find working with me comfortable because I speak English the way I do and I present myself the way I do. And then, yeah, I just realized that I wanted to bring all of my identities to my business. And that was talking about, you know, hey, it's kind of sucky that I have to be up at, you know, on the hours to participate in these learning opportunities that I'm paying the same amount of money for as everyone else. It kind of sucks when I, you know, sit in discussions about how VAs based in developing parts of the world are paid less because their living costs are lower. Like conversations like that, that I would just kind of have, you know, glossed over or not participated in. I had opinions and I wanted to share. And that kind of trickles into the way I work with my clients. You know, like I want to, if someone says something, I don't know. There are a lot of microaggressions that people encounter (laughs) online. And it could just be something like, (laughs) there's so many, my mind is just blanking. (laughs) Just kind of like ignoring ignoring me when I correct someone when they say my name wrong or when maybe just not ignoring but just kind of like waving it off as it was a minor mistake or not being flexible with times that we meet because you know they have their business hours and those are the only times they want to work during things like that I just decided that okay we're gonna have a conversation about that because I have opinions and it doesn't work out. And that's so hard, right? Because these are clients who want to pay me money. And to be able to put my foot down and say, this is where I draw the line. And because this is my business, I can fire the clients I want. That was, yeah, that was really big for me. I remember just, well, I'm on your email list. So I get all of your emails and I open every single one and read every single one and just being like inspired by your boldness, you know, because it is, it's something where I have opinions about certain things and I come from a place of privilege of, you know, the white North American fitting into the box of that business owner. And like, I can only imagine like you're saying like how you didn't feel like you could speak up if I've ever felt like I couldn't speak up. And just being inspired by your boldness in all of the things that you shared. And you're like, hey, these are causes that are important to me. And this is what's going on. And like the news media isn't covering this, but I feel like it's important. Mm-hmm. And I want you to know about that. And, you know, hey, just like, you know, if you're going <laughs> to, I remember I was like planning a summit and you're like, hey, if you're going to host an event and you're going to make it available to anyone all around the world, and you're going to sell these all-access pass tickets. And I know you weren't like talking to me, but I felt like you were talking. You know, I was like, I was listening. I was like, oh yeah, like it's not fair to like give a free ticket to people who can attend live and make people who can't attend live pay for replays. Things like that, where it's just like, oh, you do what you see other people doing in business because you see other people doing it, and then you're not even considering, and then. I was just very grateful for you to have this, like, to be able to put your bold voice out there. 
And I took notice like for sure. And it really inspired me to change the way I was doing things that I was just like following the status quo of what I saw other people doing too, without any thought behind it. And so I find you so inspiring for really like, you know, we always talk about like run your business the way you want to run your business, but there's more to it than that. Like you're talking Mm -hmm. about like, no, like fully stepping into, I am who I am and I'm not going to hide or change or withhold my opinions because I'm afraid you won't work with me. Like turning into like, I don't want to work with you if you're not going to like, let me be, not let me, like, cause that's, if you're not going to be okay with who I am, like you're not invited into this space. Thank you so much for seeing all of that. Yeah. I just feel like (laughs) this is one of those things that are, you know, what we talk about, like easy and not easy. And like, yeah, it's easier to fit in. Yeah. You don't have to turn away clients because then you don't have to, you know, like deal with people who disagree with you. But life is a lot easier (laughs) when you when you just recognize your real like internal thoughts and opinions and just show up just as you are and actually feel like you belong in the space that you've carved out for yourself. Thank you so much because I feel like you you really get it. And these are the conversations that I get to have because I spoke up, right? And what's funny is in my head, I knew this to be true. I knew that if I said what I thought, the right kind of clients would come and find me. And that's what's happened. Like I haven't had trouble finding clients. But obviously, in the moment when I'm firing clients, which is like a whole rite of passage, I think. (laughs) It felt really scary because it feels like I'm putting my my business um, at risk. It's like also creating space for like the right people though. And this conversation reminds me of when I was talking to one of my students and we were talking about like, what are your goals for 2023? And, you know, what do you think you need to do to get there? You know, and she was basically like, well, I need to be like a completely different person than who I am in order to make that happen. And I need to look a certain way. I need to dress a certain way. I need to have like hair and makeup a certain way. And we were in person at this retreat and every single person in the room was like, absolutely not. Like you have to be you, but like, We also don't like, it's easy for us to say in the room, we're not the clients. We're not the ones she's putting herself out to. And so it is a constant, I think, I I love how you're like leading the way of like, you have to, (laughs) you have to be who you are because otherwise, what is the point of doing this? Like go back and get a job because it's not fun. Right. That's so much easier because they give you money every single month. I know in the US, it's sometimes every two weeks. You get get guaranteed money when you just fit into their box and do what they say. Yeah, Um, here's the cost. That's that's easier. Yeah, here's the cost of us giving you money every month. You act like someone you're not. You don't have any opinions. You're just a corporate robot, and you you know, do what we say and don't rock the boat and then we'll pay you every month. Like, 
Mm-hmm. Why would you take that to your business? Exactly. It's like we have yeah. to decondition and I know why, our. I did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You did it because you believed that's how. Well, it's not you believed. It's what like the world says you have to do to be successful. Yeah, and also that's all I knew. So I feel like yeah. it was just almost muscle memory too. But yeah, why would we? go through the pain of starting our own businesses and figuring all of this out just to create an environment where you have to be someone else. Like we don't want that. And I love that we are also talking about, you know, the risks that come with it. Like you said, it the people in the room, you need those people who tell you, no, just be yourself. But also those people are not your clients. They're not the ones paying you. So in the end, like, it's also your decision, like, it's your business. So you get to choose what are you willing to compromise, because also you deserve to have a business that, you know, earns you a living. And sometimes you got to do what you got to do to support yourself. And where are you willing to take the risk to just be your full self? And I think what's so great and also what kind of sucks is that you get to make that decision. Like only you can make that call. Like I can't do that for you, Shannon. You can't do that for anyone else. And that's also what's so awesome about being your own boss. Yeah. And it might be different. It might be that some times of your life you feel more like willing to take that risk and other times in your life Mm -hmm. you don't want to take that risk. And absolutely. You, like you said, you get to decide who that is. But I also think one of the most important things that you can do is put yourself in supportive spaces with people like Danby and like, you know, just people who are going to champion you as you build a business in a way that is supportive of you. And not like, this is the only way it's going to work. And this is how you have to be. And this is how you have to show up. And if you don't do these things, well, I guess like you're not going to be successful. I guess you don't care enough about your business. I guess you don't have to care enough about your success. These are all things I've heard. Like, oh, I guess you just don't care enough. Like, no. (laughs) Life is a lot more complex than that. I'm with you. I could not have done any of this. I feel without without my community, right? I'm like, oh, that's so cheesy. <laughs> but so I've always true, had man. my business coach. I've always had, you know, conversations like these with you just kind of reinforces all the things I know to be true. My business friends who, you know, like, yes, we've exchanged some work, but they're more friends than anything else. Like coaches that I have worked with just on you know short term basis as well, just people that I've surrounded myself with, and now now that I am a lot more authentic in my business, the clients whose websites I've built, like after that website is built, they're still in my circles, just you know still reading my emails and still having conversations with me, just telling me that I am doing the right thing, and obviously I'm also very fortunate to have a super supportive partner, like all of those things just make such a big difference. Wow. I could talk to you forever about all of these things, but unfortunately, we are coming to the end of our episode. Can you share with everyone more about... I know people are inspired by this conversation and wanting to connect with you more. Tell us more about how you work with web designers. Like, 
in what capacities do you support them to really go down this path of having a business that allows them to like fully express who they are and work with people that are all about that and respect that and also have it be easy. <laughs> so my main, the main way I uh, work with web designers right now is through my course, Fast Track to More Clients. And this basically covers my entire process that I take my clients through from the beginning of the sales process all the way until after their website is launched and how I offboard them. And I've just given it an upgrade this year so that I could infuse all of my global inclusion ideas into the course before it was very, again, it was very much, you know, this is the work, this is web design. And now it feels so much more like a course that, you know, that I would put out into the world, which has a lot of conversations and pep talks for me about how to bring different parts of who you are into this process and how to also recognize that in your clients, right? Because what you can do as a web designer is not just create a website for your clients, but also just kind of get to know and see who they are and infuse that into their websites as well. So that's the course. And this is I'm sure there will be links with this podcast episode, but you can always find it at adambition.com slash fast, F-A-S-T. And it comes with access to my private group for customers. So I'm always there to answer questions, to have discussions about tricky situations and to celebrate all the wins and all that good stuff. Amazing. And you're, are you still like an Instagram, heavy Instagram user? (laughs) (laughs) You know me. Absolutely. I'm there all the time. Instagram is honestly the best way to, you know, get in touch with me, to hang out with me, chat with me in the DMs. I'm always in the stories. My family jokes that they don't have to call me because they know what I'm up to by looking at my stories. (laughs) Heavy life commentary in the stories always. And I'm Dambition on Instagram. Amazing. Well, we'll link all of that up in the show notes. Thank you so much for your time today and for being here and for just sharing everything that you shared. I really, really appreciate you. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate you, Shannon. I love talking to you always. That's it for this week's episode. And we've linked up all of the resources we talked about today in the show notes. So you can go to webdesigneracademy.com forward slash podcast to get your hands on those. And we'll be back next week with another episode designed to help you uplevel the business side of your web design business. So be sure to subscribe to the show wherever you're listening. And if you liked today's episode, we would be so grateful if you would share it with all your web designer friends. And if you're feeling extra generous, we'd love for you to leave us a rating and review so we can get in front of even more web designers and help them transform their businesses and their lives. So simply scroll up on this episode in your podcast player and tap that leave a review link or go to webdesigneracademy.com forward slash review and it'll take you to the right spot. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you right here next week. Bye. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.